Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. You're looking forward to the new year, Colin. You're talking to us about vision and the relationship in particular between faith, hope and love. And uh, you introduced this week's programmes yesterday by saying, we have a vision for the future. We are a people of hope, an omega people. Yes, the people that have our eyes on the end, not on the beginning, not even just on the present. But we really want to fulfill God's purpose now so that we can fulfill the destiny that he has for us in the future. So I can't obviously repeat all that I said yesterday, but uh, Paul makes it clear when he's writing to the Colossians that our faith and love spring from the hope that is stored up for us in heaven. So that means that if I believe I have an eternal destiny with God, that I'm going to live and reign with him in heaven forevermore, I would choose to live today as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And that's what Jesus told us to pray. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So that's the way I would choose to live, to love and to honor my God in my life today by being faithful and obedient to him. Now, what is the relationship between faith and hope? Faith is essentially trust in God. There are many different kinds of faith. There's creedal faith, what we believe about God, for example. There's justifying faith that brings us into relationship with God. But the scripture says the just, those who belong to the Lord, that is, the just shall live by faith. And what it means to live by faith is to live with trust in Jesus Christ. Because he is not only with us now that we're born again, he is living within us. And the scripture says very, very clearly over 150 times that we are living in him. So when you were born again and received the Holy Spirit of God into your life, you were made one with the Lord Jesus Christ that you might live in him and he in us. So we are to live now in unity with Jesus, knowing that he has called us to serve him faithfully on earth and then to enjoy the heavenly reward that he gives to the righteous in heaven. It's not that we earn our ticket to heaven, it's that we are prepared to live in the way that God wants us to because we are just so thankful to him that he has saved us from sin, from condemnation, from the devil, uh, from a useless kind of life, a meaningless life, and he has saved us for himself to fulfill his plans and purposes on earth, that his kingdom will come and his will be done in our lives personally as well as in the whole of the church. So the faith that is to operate in my life today is going to be determined by what vision I have for the future. Yes, problems can arise and 
sometimes we don't know when they're going to happen or even the nature of them. And yes, we need to have trust in God to take us through those difficulties and those challenges. But I want to talk for a moment about faith that comes from the vision we have. Faith and vision go hand in hand. Without vision, the people perish. They cast off restraint. And the sad thing is that there are a lot of Christians in many churches who really do not have a vision for the future. As we contemplate the new year, what is your vision for the new year? I don't mean uh, what, what wishes are you going to make, but I mean what revelation do you have as to what God wants to do in your life and in the church to which you belong in the coming year? I trust that in your church, the leadership gives you vision as to, God, as to the particular nature of God's purpose for the year ahead. You see, if we don't have that vision, we don't know what to believe. We don't know how to believe God. We don't know what we're trusting God for. We don't know what it is he wants to do and to work out amongst us. In the early part of January every year, we have what we call a vision evening in Kingdom Faith. And hundreds and hundreds of people come out to this. The church building is usually full. Because everybody in the church understands how important it is for us to be a people with vision and therefore with direction and purpose. Now, the particular things that God is going to work out in our church may not be the same with your church because different churches are at different stages of God's purpose and he can use different churches in different ways. So there isn't a sort of standard program for all churches. Yet at the same time, God is working out a purpose for the whole of his body, the whole of his church, and whatever he is doing in individual churches will actually be part of that one master plan. And therefore, even though there may be local differences, all those differences will somehow be complementary to one another and to the overall plan and purpose of God. How important then to belong to a church where the people have vision because the leadership has vision. If the leadership doesn't have vision, the whole body won't have vision. And if they don't have vision, then they're blind, and it's the blind leading the blind. And as Jesus says, when that's the case, everybody falls into a ditch. And who knows that if you fall into a ditch, you're not going to go anywhere, at least not until you're hauled out of the ditch. So we need to be people with spiritual eyes that are open to what lies ahead to what God is saying and how he is wanting to outwork his purpose in our midst. It's very interesting, Colin, that uh, you mentioned that God has only one master plan and that all vision should line up with that. Yes, because um, he only has one church. There is actually only one body of Christ here on earth. So what he is seeking to do is to work out the fulfillment of his purpose for that one church. It doesn't matter what denomination or affiliation uh, you have as, as, a, as a Christian, you are still part of that one body of Christ, that one church of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
So whatever God is going to lead individual churches to do will be part of that one vision and will therefore be an outworking of what we read in Scripture because the Holy Spirit will never lead us to depart from the Word of God. Jesus is very, very clear about this. He's very strong about this, that the Holy Spirit will remind us of what Jesus has said. He would take the words of God and declare them to us. He, he, in other words, will keep us in the word in the sense that he will keep us living out that word. The Spirit of God and the Word of God are never in, at variance. They are always at one. And in a healthy church, you see the right relationship and balance between the Word and the Spirit, both of them operating together in the life of the church and therefore in the leadership and in the individual members of that church. Now I want to get very practical because so far today we've just looked at these general principles. But we all have to walk step by step through each day of this coming year with the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we're called to do is to follow him. Jesus is not to follow us in the way that we want to go. If we're disciples of Jesus, we're called to follow him. And if you follow him, then you walk in the steps that he has placed before you. It's like you put your foot in the footprint that he has just made. Therefore, you will not depart from him. And your vision, your eyes, will be essentially on Jesus. To glorify Jesus, to bless Jesus, by being faithful and obedient to his word and to the plan and purpose that the Holy Spirit places before you. Now this is very, very exciting because it means we don't have to sit around a table and plan the year ahead for ourselves. What we need to do is to have leadership that have revelation and vision from God. They have the word of the Lord that God is saying to his people, this is the way, walk in it. What we need, therefore, is what Paul calls the obedience of faith. Because you can be sure of this, when God makes his will and purpose plain to us, it will need faith to actually achieve that purpose. The scripture says, all that is not of faith is sin. So God is not going to place before you a purpose that does not require faith. He is always going to put before you a purpose that does require trust in him. Why is that? Because he has already made us one with him, but because he wants to keep us at one with him. He wants to keep us dependent upon him, trusting him. And the reason for that is very simple. When we trust Jesus, his life, his love, his joy, his power, his mercy, his grace, his forgiveness, pour out of our lives all the qualities of who he is, the Christ in us can be reflected through our lives. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 